This is the Reflection Podcast from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And I'm Ed Blonsky. I'm on the pastoral staff here at St. Matthew. You know, we all reflect the things that are most important in our lives. And the things that shine the brightest on our lives, that's what we reflect the brightest in our lives. On this podcast, I have conversations with people in whom God has made a difference and has called and equipped to make a difference to others in this increasingly dark world. My goal is for you to be encouraged as you listen, to see how God can use you to change the lives of others in this world and ultimately change the world itself. At the end of the podcast, I'll give you some information on how to connect with St. Matthew, and I hope that you will enjoy today's conversation. Let's see who's in the pastor's office today on this episode of The Reflection Podcast. In the pastor's office with me is Anna, uh, Annie Ryan. I almost said Hannah, and it, it actually is Hannah, but we call her Annie around here. So uh, thanks for joining me today, Annie. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Oh, I can tell. And uh, this is exciting. And um, I'm, I, I, Annie's a student at Concordia University, Wisconsin, uh, at the Mequon campus, because actually, I think uh, literally or, or technically it's Concordia University, Wisconsin, Ann Arbor. Um, yes. So, But you're up in Wisconsin. And uh, why don't you give us a little bit of, uh, of, of biography of uh, Annie Ryan for us? Sure. So I, of course, I'm Annie Ryan. I grew up originally in Detroit, Michigan, uh, just a little bit outside. And that was a lot of fun. And if you know anything about Michigan, you know that our arch nemesis is Ohio. And when I turned 13, that is exactly where I moved. And we spent months leading up to the move saying, you know, when we were still planning on where to move, we would say, we'll go anywhere except for Ohio. And of course, that's where God sent us. And that has been kind of the theme of my life is we will say, ah, we're not doing this. And then that's where God pushes us. So I ended up in Wisconsin now studying to be a director of church ministries, which has been weird to say the least how I got into this. Um, I came to this school, not for the DCM program, but just because I thought the view was pretty. And I was going to be a teacher originally. And uh, then I decided I kind of wanted to be a deaconess. That was something that had been floating in my mind for years, since I was probably 10. Because that's when my dad became a deacon. He started studying to be a deacon. So I switched my major to uh, theology and my minor to youth ministry. And that is when Pastor Taylor sent me an email and said, hey, you're, you're just doing the DCM program, but you're making it harder on yourself. So now I'm a DCM. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, actually, you're, you're kind of following in a lot of different people's footsteps. Um, for the sake of full uh, disclosure, I also am an alum of Concordia, Wisconsin, and I actually went there because of the view. <laughs> uh, 
It's an absolutely gorgeous view on the uh, lakefront there, uh, just north of Milwaukee. Um, and uh, I'm glad that you are going in the position and into the direction you are going into. Um, so where are you in the schooling? Um, I'm going to be graduating. Uh, still got a few things to do. Yeah, this is this is my last year. Um, at this moment, I am in fall semester. Um, but yeah, I only have this semester and next semester, and then I am off in the uh, in the real world. It's crazy how quickly it went by. Yeah. Don't blink. It goes by so fast. Enjoy and and just squeeze every moment uh, you can out of that experience. What you talked a little bit about? You wanted to go into um, teaching or deaconesses, uh, the deaconess program. Uh, how do you think? How, how did you know that this is what God wanted you to do? What, we talk about a call of God, especially with professional church workers, but uh, everybody can get a call from God. Uh, how did you know? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. It for me, it it was several steps. It of course started when I was ten, when my dad wanted to be. You know, he started deaconess or deaconess. He he became a deacon, um, and I had that little voice in the back of my head that was like, "Hey, you could be a deaconess." Um, and every time I would hear that voice, I would just kind of say, "Yeah, maybe I'll do that later," and I would pursue whatever I felt like pursuing in the moment. And when I toured this campus, I just had a feeling of, yeah, this is it. This is where I'm going. So then I, I started here. I didn't really apply to any other schools. It was just this one. And I started and immediately, like within a couple weeks of doing the education program, I knew that it, it was not where I was supposed to be. And I was talking on the phone with my mom and I had never mentioned the the little voice in the back of my head saying to become a deaconess. I had never said that. And she completely unprompted was like, you've, you've never talked about this before, but have you ever thought about being a deaconess? And I was like, yes, I have. I have several times for a decade. So I kind of took that as a sign and I decided to do, you know, major in theology and minor in youth ministry. And, and Pastor Taylor sent me that email. And as soon as I got that email, I just knew it. It just felt like, yeah, that's, it was the same feeling I got when I came, when I toured the campus. So that's kind of how I knew. The reason I asked that, um, we're referencing a Pastor Taylor. Uh, Dr. Kurt Taylor is the director of the program there at Mequon that you are in. And he's been on this uh, podcast uh, previously in the last season. Um, and people can go back and watch that and really get a, some insight into the director of church ministry program that uh, you are just about finished with. Um, but it's interesting how the call comes from all kinds of different ways, different areas, and so much uh, it, it comes through in, in so many so many times and so many uh, examples of where we don't expect it to. You know, it's mm -hmm. not. You know, you you think it's going to come from this direction, and it, it almost it's almost like a blindside. You know, or it's actually uh, you turn a corner and God is like, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, 
And he's been working that whole time behind that, behind the scenes there to get you that point. But all of a sudden, it's like right out of the blue almost it, it comes in. And, that, and so I, I, the reason I, I wanted you to tell us that is because part of the goal of this podcast is for people to see how God may be calling them. Um, remember, he, he, he wants to call people that and then he will equip them. Yes. And so let's talk a little bit about what you are you have been going through for the last couple of years. What does your day look like uh, as far as classes are concerned? And then Dr. Taylor has also talked about um, the, the practicums going out into the real world while you're at school and doing certain things. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so I'm actually doing my practicum right now. Um, and it is a lot of fun. It's kind of crazy, but it's it's fun. It right now my my typical day is a lot of classes, obviously. We we study this semester I'm studying Lutheran confessions, so everything that the Lutheran church believes, we read through the entire book of Concord, which is a beast of a book. And I'm also taking Lutheran worship, which looks at um the liturgy and why do we do the things that we do. And then we also take classes that have to do with our specializations. So I've taken a few youth ministry classes. I'm going to be taking some classes on special education. And it it is very much tailored to each student, um, to what they would like to be doing. And it's really interesting because you get, you know, the, the Lutheran confessions where you get the really heavy, like, this is the history of the Lutheran church. And it's, it's intensive and very book knowledge based. But then you also have a lot of the very practical classes. But not everything can be learned in a classroom. So we have um, two semesters, one of which we do our internship, which is just kind of like a broad overview of church work as a whole. You're going in, you're just doing a little bit of everything. And then you have your practicum, which is very specific to your specialization. And I am in a bit of a wonky position because my specialization, I have two specializations, one of which I completely made up. And Dr. Taylor just said, okay, yeah, that works. And so finding the right fit as far as churches go for that was a bit tricky. But I found one. I am doing my uh, practicum at Hales Corners Lutheran, which I found out after I got everything set up that that is where Dr. Taylor got married. So that's crazy. Um but there I am doing a lot of work with um, special needs ministry. Actually, two days ago, I did a buddy break, which is where you can bring, um, we call them VIPs, very important persons, to buddy break. And they get to hang out and we, you know, talk a little bit about Jesus. We do crafts. We do STEM projects. We do all sorts of things. And then their caregivers can get a break. Um, I've been working with the Sunday school and seeing the types of accommodations that they get. In a couple of weeks, I think I'm going to be going into a prison and working there and, and helping see what a ministry there looks like. I'm helping launch a, uh, like a, a grief share type program called Life's Healing Choices. It's a little bit of everything and it is 
it is so much fun. It certainly sounds like something uh, a lot of churches could certainly use. Yeah. Um, I, I hear that very clearly uh, and touching on a lot of different areas that maybe is not so traditional, um, in, especially in our, our neck of the, of the Christian woods, uh, the Lutheranism. We've got these traditional roles. There's a pastor, there's a youth director, there's a Sunday school teacher, there's that. You're looking at different things that are incredibly important for the world to see this is what the church does. Yeah. You mentioned grief share, uh, working with disabled persons. Uh, these are so vitally important to the church as well. Uh, so once you get out uh, and once you graduate, uh, what are some of the things that you anticipate doing as a director of church ministry? Not necessarily what you want to do, but what do you anticipate doing? Yeah, probably um, a lot of the sort of more like businessy parts that the pastors shouldn't have to take care of. A lot of the directors of church ministry do work with that. We all have minors in nonprofit management. So filling out tax forms will probably be part of my job. Um, but then also I am hoping to implement um, different, different, uh, programs and, and whatnot to help people with disabilities uh, be included in church and doing that in little ways, like explaining to the congregation what people with disabilities might do in, in the church and explaining that, you know, they might have a different way of worship than we would I mean, and, and walking through what that looks like and how do we accept that? How do we, you know, when is too far too far if that's a thing um and just all sorts of things like that um helping with sunday school uh helping the helping the sunday school teachers with accommodations uh how do you implement those in a sunday school how do you implement that in confirmation class is a big one and just all sorts of things like that um i'm really looking forward to getting my hands in with that I do want to ask you what you are looking forward to uh, as a full-time church worker. Let me just say that, though, uh, building on what you just said, I, I know as a pastor, they're, they're, I wear a lot of hats, um, doing a lot of different things that I honestly I wasn't prepared for when I went through college and seminary. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, interestingly enough, it is, uh, I don't think people really understand just how uh, many uh, aspects of of disabilities that we do deal with in the church. I'm um, in our church, um, our congregation, we have a family with a Down syndrome, uh, now almost a young adult at this point. He's just about ready to go into high school. Uh, and in one, uh, I've had in classes and confirmation classes dealing with different uh, levels of autism uh, and, and the things that go with that. And I just, as a, as a traditionally uh, trained uh, seminarian and pastor. I didn't have how to deal with that. So I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants trying to figure yeah. that out. So how important that is uh, for people like yourself to be trained or and to have the passion uh, and the calling of God to do that is so very important. So let's, let's drill down a little bit on what you are looking most forward to as a full-time church worker. Yeah, that's that's, I feel like that's a very, it's a big question. Um, I think the thing that I am 
most looking forward to is relationships. I, in the past, you know, few years that I've, I've been at Concordia, I have made so many connections with different people that I would never have had connections with otherwise. And I think that is really the core of what church workers do is build relationships and, and just connect with people. And I think that that is my, that's, that's what I'm most excited about. And I will tell you that um, the relationships that you do make now and in your first years as a church worker, you will keep for the rest of your life. Um, uh, I've known Kurt Taylor uh, for going on 40 years. We met his freshman year, my sophomore year of college. And so we're still we're still at this. So you'll something to look forward to. And you'll definitely will. Uh, what scares you the most? What what might I know that's true confession time and yeah. you know, use your best judgment on this, but yeah. what might be some of the more fearful things that you uh, anticipate? Yeah, uh, one of the, the biggest things um, is just the surrender of it. I am not in, in charge of where I'm going when I graduate. I'm not in charge of where I'm going to work and where I'm going to live and who I'm going to meet. And I am very much the type of person who desperately wants to have control of things. And I have made so many jokes, especially to my roommates, about how I wish God would just give me like an Excel spreadsheet that lists out the rest of my life so I can just be prepared. And that is not how God works. And I have to just kind of be okay with that. And that is definitely one of my biggest fears is not, not being able to make my own Excel spreadsheet and going along with God's. Uh, the, you mentioned too that, that one of the places you didn't want to go as a family was Ohio. And that's exactly where God put you. I, I had to ever almost, Almost all the professional church workers that I have dealt with, they have a similar story. You know, I definitely don't want to go here. And that's exactly where God, God puts you. Yeah. But it is hard to let control, uh, to let go, to, to, to give up that control. I understand that. Uh, and what, what really helps me and give, calms me is that, but God can see the entire picture. And so it's like, all right, God, you know, you, you know exactly where I need to go. And and I'm I know you're going to equip me to get me there. So that that hopefully that that can be some uh, some comfort to you as yes. well. Yes, absolutely. What do you think um, as you look back? Who's been the most important uh, mentor for you? You know, who's been a mentor? Who's been helping you through this? Yeah, there. I mean, there are so many people, but I think for me as far as like how I got to where I am, how I've continued going where I am. This it feels like such a cheesy answer maybe, but it's my dad. It really is. Because he's the one that, you know, initially gave me that spark of maybe I do kind of want to go into church work. Because I saw him doing it. And he's the one that like 
sparked my curiosity for theology because we would be sitting at the dinner table and, you know, one of my brothers probably would ask some silly, not serious question about God. And my dad would take it very seriously and just start explaining everything. And then I would get interested. And most of our dinner conversations are just dad and I going on about theology and everyone else sitting and listening. But he, he fuels so much of my, my love for theology and my, my love for other people. He's the one that, um, you know, first explained, uh, why relationships in church work are so important. And he's the one that, like, anytime I mention, oh, this book kind of looks interesting and it's a theology related book, the next text I get from him is the shipping notice because it's coming right to my school. <laughs> um, and I have a couple, um, notes from him on my wall right next to my desk and this is his if you are listening to the audio i have a tattoo just above the inside of my elbow that says proud of you it's in my dad's handwriting and then that uh smiley face with the tongue out that's my mom's um but i think that my dad is really the the biggest supporter and catalyst for for my profession and my life so I don't think that's cheesy at all. And the reason uh, I, I think that it's important that those who are listening or watching, um, this isn't just for somebody who may be interested in going into this uh, professional church worker, but those who might have an influence on that. You know, guys, you have an incredible influence on your children. Um, uh, and and um, so, do, so do moms and dads both have that, that incredible influence. And you may get to the point where you're thinking, ah, my kids never listen to me. Oh, they're listening very, very closely. So keep that in mind as well. Um, I was definitely that kid. That <laughs> my dad was like, she's not listening to me. And jokes on him. I was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if um, if you were to say I'm going to give you a, 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 a huge billboard on the side of the freeway and we're going to have, you know, Millions of people are going to be able to see this billboard. And they, you remember, they're, they're going to be zooming by it. So it's got to be a short and pithy statement. What might that statement be for people that kind of is your goal or your um, your motto in life? You know, that that is a question that I have been turning over in my head for probably two or three hours at this point, I'd say. Um, and what I have settled on, I think, is God made you special and he loves you very much, which is, if you aren't familiar, that is from VeggieTales. It is, it is from the end credits of VeggieTales. But I think that it really encapsulates all of what I'm going into. Um, God made you special, no matter if you have, you know, ADHD, autism, any type of intellectual or developmental disability, physical disabilities, no disabilities at the moment. No matter what is going on, God made you special and he loves you very much enough to die for you. Like that's, it's a big, it's a, it's a huge statement, but I think that it's something that everybody needs to hear. Um, and I think that it, it just fits. So that that would be 
my billboard. Great. Um, that's what I am going to put down as the title of this episode then. Very good. Hey, hey I, I can't do all the work, right? Hey, uh, well, that works. I'm here for that. Hey, um, as I look at in, in where I am in my office, you can't see it behind me because my bookshelves are actually off camera, but I've got books upon books upon books. Um, if you were to gift people, uh, you got Christmas uh, or a birthday or some kind of holiday, you want to buy them a present, and it's going to be a book, or maybe it's going to be a, a, a Kindle download. What might those be? Can you give me one, two, or three books that you might gift to somebody? Yeah, so I have I have selected three books, and I, I have thought way too hard about these. So there's one that I feel like these kind of cover most of the things that, that I've been talking about. Um, the first one is a book by Bob Goff. It's called Everybody Always, and it is basically a series of each chapter is kind of like a short story um, explaining how, you know, this person might be difficult to love, but this is how they were loved anyways. Um, and it is, it is a powerful book, very easy to read. And I think that I would give that to anybody who is wanting to deepen relationships, uh, you know, re Christian relationships with other people, um, even if they're not Christian themselves. I think that that would be a really excellent book for them. Another one, if they are, you know, more on the apologetics train, if they're wanting to, you know, talk to other people about why Christianity, why is this the religion? Or if they are just not sure if Christianity is, is true, then I think I would give them Cold Case Christianity by J. Warner Wallace. One of my favorites. I listen to his podcast all the time. Um, I don't have either of those books with me at the moment because I am in a small dorm room and cannot fit all of the books that I love. But this last book, this is a book that both that my dad got for Christmas and I neglected to open my Christmas presents because I was busy reading it. And then I opened my Christmas presents and found that I had also received this book for Christmas. Um, it is the Rose Book of Bible Charts, Timelines, and Maps. And it is one of my favorites. It's, it's just got everything in it. It has the timeline, of course. It has Old Testament, New Testament, genealogies, proofs. Probably the nerdiest thing I own, but I love it. And so that would be for anyone that likes pictures and also the Bible, which is me. I will put those books and links to them uh, in the show notes of this episode. Um, I'm going to give you the last word uh, in this. Uh, anything that you thought maybe I should ask or would have asked and didn't get to or, or something that you would want our listeners to know? I think probably one of the things that I hear a lot, um, you know, I haven't even graduated and started working here yet or working, you know, in in the synod yet. But one of the things that I hear a lot from people when I tell them what my specialization is with, with special needs ministry is that, oh, they wish that more people could do that and that, you know, they would love to get involved, but they don't know how or where to start or like they don't have enough experience to do that. 
you're fine. Go do it. It's It does not take as much experience as you think it does. It is not nearly as difficult as people think it is. And God will make you capable because, and I think you mentioned this earlier, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So if you feel like you have an interest in special needs ministry or really any type of ministry or anything, but you're not going to do it because you're not, you're not qualified. Full send. Just go do it. Try it. God will make sure that it works out. And if it doesn't work out, then maybe that's not where he's calling you. And you can just pray about it. <laughs> yep, I get it. And that's, uh, you said it very well, um, that God doesn't um, call the qualified. You know, he gives you exact, he's going to equip you with everything that you're going to need. Uh, maybe not all at once, but you're going to and, and go through. Because as you mentioned earlier, the relationships aspect, that's also part of the equipping. It takes time uh, to do that. So, well, I want to thank you, Annie, for spending some time with us uh, here on the podcast to talk about this. And um, it's it's very exciting time in your life. Uh, You've got just a little bit more to go. Um, that finish line is going to be in sight, uh, and then it really gets going. Uh, oh, you're yeah. going to be out there in the church. So God's richest blessings to you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Reflection. Reflection is a weekly podcast produced by St. Matthew Lutheran Church. And we are in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. You can connect with St. Matthew by going to our website. And it is www.stmats.net. And there's a link in the show notes. But if you want to type it in, it's www.stmatts.net. If you find yourselves in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, where we are in Hawthorne Woods, We'd love to see you at one of our services or other events here at St. Matthew. We are about one hour northwest of downtown Chicago. Kind of easy to get to. And actually, we're only about a half hour's drive from O'Hare Airport. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and we are also on Instagram. Our podcast music was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Elitu, the podcast maker, Find your own free podcast music over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash free music. I'd like you to rate and review this podcast wherever you're getting it from. Uh, and that helps us to reach more and more people. So we'd love to have you do that for us. Now, I pray that God will richly bless you. And I invite you to join us again next time for more Reflection.